I'm Scott Trout, CEO of the domestic litigation firm Cordell & Cordell. We help men deal with the life changes triggered by divorce, such as child custody and property division, among many others. But life changes also occur after divorce. These changes can make parts of your existing court order irrelevant or harder to follow. If you feel a modification to your court orders might be necessary, talk to us at Cordell & Cordell. We're a partner men can count on. Contact CordellCordell.com, 1065 East Hillsdale Boulevard, Suite 310, Foster City, California, 94404. Hello and welcome back into a new edition of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. I am your host, TJ McBride of Mile High Sports. Make sure to go check out everything over at milehighsports.com. There is a post-game article up from the Nuggets' win against the Hawks tonight. There's also going to be a five takeaways piece that's up. You're going to see this podcast posted there. And there's also going to be another new Mile High Sports Nuggets podcast that will also be posted up there, which is called the Chicken Nuggets Podcast, done by Jenna Garcia as well. Um, You'll see her work quite a bit on the Mile High Sports Twitter page, as well as on her own Twitter page, where you'll see pre- and post-game live videos. There's going to be all kinds of different content that she'll be putting out. So she will be a big part of everything that we're doing moving forward. But this is the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast, so we're going to dive into everything that has to do with the Nuggets' 93-138 to victory over the Atlanta Hawks tonight. This win could not have come at a more important time. The Nuggets were on a four-game losing streak, three of which were at home against teams that they were clearly better than for the most part, and things were really down in the dumps. The team was really struggling in a lot of different ways. So for them to be able to come out, have a team at home that they are clearly better than, to take care of business and not just win but dominate pretty much every aspect of this game was so important to get their confidence boosted back up for when they go on the road to take on the Pelicans, the Bucks, and the Wolves for their next three games all away from the friendly confines of the Pepsi Center. Tonight was actually quite a good game for quite a few different players. I mean, we'll talk about how Monte Morris started over Jamal Murray and why that happened, how good Monte Morris was as a starter, even though his box score didn't quite show it. Um, Jamal Murray and the look of him playing off the bench. Uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez having one of the better games of his career tonight. How Paul Millsap filled in really every little part of the gaps that the Nuggets needed him to fill tonight. And really, it just felt like the Nuggets of old. I mean, this it, the the offense looked like it did the past you know couple years when they were some of the most dominant offensive teams in all of basketball so tonight really got the nuggets back on track when they needed it most and there's just so much to cover from this game i mean the bench was also great you know, nikola jokic was back being his flashy self gary harris was ultra efficient as he's always been so really this was one of the most important games of the year watcher hernan gomez a few days ago called this game a must win for denver and they just flat out took care of business and and while, yes, the Nuggets of old showed up offensively, the Nuggets' new defense was also there on full display for everybody to see. So overall, it's, it was a fantastic game. It was a really important game. 
and the victory really put the Nuggets back on track in the way that they needed to be. So we're going to get into all of that. We're going to talk about every little piece of this game, break down everything, and we'll give you a couple look into what the Nuggets have coming up in the future. But before we do that, let me give you a quick word from our sponsors. Before we get into the rest of the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast, I just wanted to remind everybody that we are presented by Terrapin Care Station. Since 2010, Terrapin Care Station has been providing patients and customers with high-quality cannabis products at everyday low prices. Serving the communities of Denver, Boulder, and Aurora, they offer their own flour and concentrates, as well as all of the brands that you love at prices that you just won't believe. They pride themselves at having the most knowledgeable and professional staff in the industry, and their team will work with you one-on-one to help you find on the products that are perfect for you. Their dispensaries are unassuming, safe, and discreet with ample parking at every location for a seamless retail experience. For up-to-date menus and promotions, head to www.terrapincarestation.com or just come into one of their five convenient Colorado locations today. All right, let's just dive into really everything that happened in this Nuggets game. And the first thing that we have to start about was the biggest surprise of the night, which was Monte Morris starting over Jamal Murray. So when we first got the news that Monte Morris was going to start, it really sent the media into a frenzy. We had no idea why this decision was made. Um, I reached out to some sources and it was told to me that this decision was made before shoot around had even happened. So it really led to quite a a bit of speculation because Jamal Murray has not looked his best. Outside of his 48-point outburst against the Celtics, he just hasn't been a top-level um, offensive or defensive player for this Nuggets team. So we were very curious about why and what was going on, and it wasn't until after the game that Michael Malone told the media that Jamal Murray was not starting due to a very... So what Michael Malone said was a small team infraction. It hasn't come out as to what that infraction was. Um, it was something that took place today. People have speculated that maybe he was just late to shoot around or something like that. So overall, it wasn't a big deal, but it was notable that Malone was willing to go out of his way to bench his starting point guard to prove a point. I mean, this is Michael Malone who called out his Nuggets team for not being prepared to play the Bucks in the way that Brooke Lopez was able to just annihilate them for eight threes and how they just didn't follow the game plan and they weren't disciplined. So it does make sense that Malone went out of his way to kind of to prove his point that it's important for this Nuggets team to understand that the discipline of being there and being on time and being around the team is paramount to this Nuggets team's success. So what ended up happening is Monte Morris got his first career NBA start. And while the box score isn't incredible, I mean, Monte Morris finished with eight points, two assists, two rebounds, zero turnovers, and a steal. What was important was that he understood where he fit within the confines of the starting unit. He understood he was the fifth option. He understood that he was there just to keep things moving and to play high-level defense, and that is really exactly what he did. He came out and just played phenomenal defense in his in all of his 26 minutes, or I'm sorry, 29 minutes that he played. I mean, he was a big part of holding Trey Young to 2 of 11 from the field and 0 of 4 from three-point land while forcing him into five turnovers tonight. That was the majority 
of Monte Morris's responsibility, and he did a phenomenal job in being able to defend a player of Trey Young's caliber. And then on top of that, I mean, he knew exactly where to be and exactly when to call his own number throughout the night. The first half, he was 100% just trying to keep the offense functioning. And this is a Nuggets team where the starting unit has not been able to get out to strong and fast starts. And actually, they have been bad. I mean, it's been the bench unit who has been carrying this Nuggets starting unit to victories. So it was very, I guess... It was very eye-opening to see how much more effective and more efficient and more symbiotic the Nuggets starting unit was with Monte Morris operating as the starting point guard. And while I'm not saying that you know the Nuggets should immediately bench Jamal Murray for the from here on out, Jamal Murray will start against New Orleans in, in a couple days when they play the Pelicans in New Orleans. Michael Malone already said that, but... Monte Morris proved himself. He proved that he has the ability to not just be a backup point guard, that he knows how to run an offense regardless of who he's playing with. And that was such an important part of this. Monte Morris, even though his stat line was not incredible, it was so effective. And Monte Morris just makes winning play after winning play. I mean... Go back and rewatch that game, and you'll see every little small thing that he was able to do to keep this Nuggets offense and defense functioning the way that it should. So, going from there, I mean, Monte Morris continued to not make mistakes. That's really what makes him so special, is that, yeah, he only had two turnovers, but again, zero assists. Monte Morris leads the NBA in assist-to-turnover ratio. I believe he has 56 assists against eight turnovers on the year. That's incredible. An 8-to-1 assist-to-turnover ratio is magnificent for a guy that is as talent that is, you know... I guess as physically limited as Monte Morris is, he's not the biggest guy, he's not the strongest guy, he doesn't have a ridiculous shot, he just plays mistake-free, fundamentally sound basketball, and the Nuggets' offense and defense were just better for it tonight, top to bottom. Jamal Murray has a much higher ceiling, and he may even have a higher floor, but the fact that Monte Morris knows just where to fit into this offense and defense is so important to this Nuggets team, and I think you're going to see a lot of even when Jamal Murray does begin to start again next game, I think you're going to see Michael Malone pull Jamal Murray off the floor first, get Monte Monte Morris minutes with the starting unit, and then stagger Jamal Murray in with the bench unit to allow him to be the number one option for the bench unit. That is where I think the Nuggets rotation is at their best, and I hope that we see a lot more of Michael Malone doing that in the future. Inversely to Monte Morris, it was very interesting to see Jamal Murray function off the bench as opposed to the starting unit and I thought that I honestly thought that Jamal Murray while he was frustrated that he wasn't starting he just looked more comfortable as the number one option of the off the bench unit as opposed to the second or third or even fourth option with the starting unit I mean Jamal Murray finished with 18 points on 10 shots but even more important were the five assists to one turnover not only was he able to score in the way that you hope to see Monte or at the way that you want to see Jamal Murray score, but he was able to start creating some plays for his teammates because the quality of the defense that he was facing against bench units was not the same defense that he would face against starters. And again, it's important to understand that they were playing the Atlanta Hawks, who just aren't necessarily a very talented team. They're probably one of the bottom five teams in the NBA, but I still think it was notable that Jamal Murray just looked so 
productive within this role as the focal point off the bench. So Jamal Murray ended up finishing tonight. He had 18 or he had 14 points on 4 of 10 shooting and then he had 3 of 6 from 3, 3 of 3 from the free throw line, had 4 rebounds, 5 assists and again only one turnover on the night. Jamal Murray's biggest issues have been his turnovers and his defense, and it was very clear tonight that he was better in both of those regards. There was probably a little bit of just him being bench lighting a fire under his ass, but he looked very strong in his limited time as a backup point guard. And it's going to be interesting to see how Michael Malone you know, takes the information he gathered from the Nuggets win over the Hawks tonight and applies that to his rotation down the line. Because I do want to see Jamal Murray with that bench unit more often, even if he is the starter. Because you can stagger them. You can get more bench efficiency by playing Jamal Murray with four bench players. And I think tonight was the start of a trend where you're going to see Michael Malone employ that tactic much more often than he has in times before. Jamal Murray still has quite a ways to go as a point guard, as a ball handler, and as a defender, but when you allow him just to go eat and play the way that he plays and just gun in the way that he guns, he's just a better player, and he's going to have to learn how to play with Nikola Jokic if he wants to continue to be a starter in the NBA, but as of right now, it was great to see him functioning so well with that bench unit, and I mean... Yes, the Nuggets won by a ton, but Jamal Murray being a plus 14 was notable, or a plus 18 was very notable tonight, I thought. And it was good to see him get a groove and hit some shots from deep and get to the rim and get to the free throw line and create for his teammates because those are things that have severely lacked with Jamal Murray for the majority of the season. So overall, very strong game from from Jamal Murray, and it's going to be interesting to see how Michael Malone manages his rotation from here on out. The next big narrative from the Nuggets win over the Hawks was that Juancho Hernan Gomez had just a hell of a game tonight from top to bottom. I mean, the big thing that people are going to talk about is the fact that he played pretty strong defense, which was very surprising. But his offensive game tonight was much more well-rounded than it usually is. Juancho Hernan Gomez is rightfully known as a three-point jump shooter because he's a very, very good shooter. I mean, I would go out of my way to say that he probably has the prettiest jump shot on the entire Nuggets roster, but... He only went 2 of 5 from 3 tonight, but was overall a 9 of 12 from the field to have 25 points, have 8 rebounds. He had an assist and a steal and only one turnover. He was a team high plus 46 in plus minus tonight. I mean, he shot the ball great. He was attacking the rim. He was rebounding. He was playmaking. He was pushing the pace. He was grabbing defensive rebounds and actually pushing the break himself. Um, I think a really important part of his game was that he was corralling offensive rebounds at a very rapid rate and was just gobbling them up. And then two of those three offensive rebounds he had led directly to um, put back layups for him that went straight to four points. So, I mean, Wancho is really morphing into the player that the Nuggets had always hoped that he could be. Everyone knows he can be a good shooter, but he is showing that there's more to his game than just shooting. And if he can become less one-dimensional than he has been, that's going to be a win for the Nuggets. And I think for this Nuggets starting unit, you see the different level of spacing that he provides from a guy like Torrey Craig instead of him being in the starting lineup. The Nuggets offense has looked significantly better ever since he joined the starting lineup. And that is not just a coincidence. He is such a good off-ball player and he functions so good alongside Nikola Jokic and knows when to cut and knows when to clear out and knows when to relocate to the three-point line and knows when the pass is coming and creates those great opportunities for him. I mean, Nikola Jokic 
could just have a, a ridiculously beautiful pass to him tonight that he missed from the three-point line that would have been a sports center top 10 play but beyond that it was almost a flawless game for Wancho I mean nobody becomes a plus 46 in one single game without being awesome top to bottom and Wancho was awesome top to bottom tonight you can't take that away from him the guy was an absolute gamer he was grinding he was doing everything he could to put the nuggets in a position to be successful and that is the most important thing that he can do is just fill in the gaps the correct way because when he's playing his own brand of basketball and he is playing off the ball in the way that he everyone knows that he can be and he's moving his feet defensively and fighting over screens and protecting the rim and gobbling up rebounds it's very very hard to keep him out of the lineup that's why Wancho tonight played 31 minutes which was the most of any player on the Nuggets roster it was because he earned those minutes and he was fighting for those minutes and he gave the Nuggets tons of production when he was on the court in those minutes I mean it's there's no other way to say it other than that Wancho Hernan Gomez, from top to bottom, had basically one of the best games of his career. I can't think of a game other than his 27-point explosion against the Golden State Warriors in his rookie year in which Wancho looked so complete as a player. And top to bottom, it's hard to find any fault. He was just great. The next player that I really want to talk about is Paul Millsap because nobody really talked about him as being very impactful in this game when I was talking to media after but what's so important about Paul is that he fills in the gaps in every single way that the Nuggets team needs him to yes he had 18 points and was 8 of 13 from the field tonight yes he hit a three-pointer but the important part is the nine rebounds which were three offensive he had five assists only one turnover had four steals two block shots and was a plus 35 on the night Paul Millsap continually gives the Nuggets just phenomenal weak side defense, a player who can bail out the offense when they need him to, a playmaker when they need him to. His offensive rebounds, when you add possessions to this Nuggets offense, they become even more lethal. Overall, Paul Millsap is just a phenomenal player, and he was so important in the Nuggets' win tonight. I mean... Again, you don't go plus 35 without being great, and he only played 24 and a half minutes. I mean, 18 points, 9 rebounds, 5 assists, 4 steals, and 2 block shots in 24 and a half minutes. That is just absurd efficiency and absurd production. And being the vet that he is, I mean, he, he does it in his sleep. It didn't even look difficult for him. And he has just really grown into, not even grown into, he has learned to find his way throughout this Nuggets offense and where to assert himself and where he can find his spot so fluidly recently. I can't remember what game it was. I believe it was, I want to say it was probably before Memphis. It was... It was a game before the Nuggets were on the road in Memphis. Paul Millsap told the media that he felt like he was forcing his shot a little bit too much and was looking for his own shot a little bit too much and wasn't letting the offense come to him. Ever since then, in the past couple weeks, he has just been within the offense, not playing in spite of the offense, and the Nuggets have gone to an entirely different level because of it. I mean... His efficiency is great. The ability to hit three-point shots is, again, spread the floor. His rebounding has always been superb. He's always such a good guy at being in the right place at the right time, and he has been one of the Nuggets' best defenders all year. His weak side defense is such a phenomenal trait for this team because when you play aggressive and you put your center in pick-and-roll actions and they play all the way up to the three-point line in some situations, you need players who are smart enough to rotate defensively behind them to pick up the slack 
back because you're almost always going to create an open look if you hedge out that hard. Paul Millsap has been the reason that this Nuggets defense is so good. The Nuggets are still third in defensive rating right now. Paul Millsap said during training camp that he thinks that this team can be a top five defense and essentially the media laughed because there's just no way. Like Nobody believed that this team could be a top five defense and here they are 15 games into the season and they're the the third best defense in basketball regardless of all the ups and downs that they have been through. They went through a four game losing streak and they still are the third best defense in all of basketball. And that is a big, big, big reason to do with Paul Millsap. Top to bottom, he has been so impactful on that end of the floor and now that he's adding things offensively, it's almost impossible to find any faults in his game. Paul Millsap has been everything that the Nuggets had hoped that he could be. Flat out, I mean, I know some fans have taken issue with the way he's played, but you can't fault a guy going 18-9-5 and and just putting up great efficiency numbers and being the impactful defender that he is. He's just been great. Beyond just strong individual play from the Nuggets, I think the most impactful takeaway from this game has to be that this Nuggets offense looked like the Nuggets offense of old. I mean, when you have 35 assists against 15 turnovers on the night, I mean, every Nuggets starter was in double digits outside of Monte Morris, who had eight points and was very helpful throughout the game. And you shoot 56.5% from the field, 41% from the three-point line, and get to the free throw line 25 times. That's a great game. And again, the Nuggets were getting easy Easy buckets. For the first time all year, Nikola Jokic was back at the high post making flashy passes, playing loose and fun and joyful, and it looked like the Nuggets of old. They were just so comfortable together tonight. The symbiotic relationship between every single player on the floor at any given time was just great. I mean, Nikola Jokic was out here throwing fake three-point jump shot passes to cutters, hitting Gary Harris fully in stride for layups, and just creating wonderful looks for everybody that was around him. And Nikola Jokic finished the night with only 12 points on 5 of 11 shooting, but you see the 9 rebounds and the 7 assists and the 4 steals and the block shot, only 2 turnovers, and just a joy about his game again. And Michael Malone said before the game in his pregame press conference that you don't see the same level of highlight reel passing from Nikola anymore. You're not getting in the easy baskets anymore. And that he wanted to see that return. And the second he said that, Nikola Jokic delivered immediately after and was able to do that again finally because that is what makes the Nuggets great. The Nuggets are at their best offensively when they are playing with a different kind of joy that most teams just don't have this egalitarian offense of having seven different players in double figures and 10 different players with six or more points on the night sorry 11 players with six or more points on the night it's that's what makes this Nuggets offense great and they got back to that tonight they were finally operating in that fashion and it was so great to see and it wasn't just Nikola the fact that Nikola was able to play his game directly led into Gary Harris getting back to his former self. I mean, Gary Harris has not shot the the ball well this year, but tonight he had 18 points on 7 of 9 shooting, 2 of 3 from the 3-point line, and then just to add into that, he had 4 assists tonight against only 1 turnover. He also threw 3 rebounds in for good measure, but... 
you saw that connection, that telepathic connection between Nikola Jokic and Gary Harris finally on display for the first time in what seems like all year. And the Nuggets offense was just humming. As Adam Mates says on the Locked On Nuggets podcast, the ball was popping and it was looking great. I mean, I I can't remember a time this season that I had more fun watching a Nuggets basketball game than the game was tonight. Yes, Jamal Murray had 48 points in one game. Yes, Nikola Jokic had a 37-point night. But this version of the Nuggets against the Hawks, this 138-point explosion, that is when they are at their best. 35 assists. Nikola Jokic just slinging the ball around the perimeter and creating open looks for other teammates. Gary Harris being highly efficient all night. Paul Millsap filling in and Walter Hernan Gomez being just a phenomenal off-ball player. They were just great tonight. And the important thing is that, yes, the Nuggets of old came back, but the no, but the Nuggets of new and their high-level defensive play were also on full display as well. It wasn't just that they abandoned their defensive philosophies entirely and dedicated themselves only to the offensive end of the floor. They literally were able to combine both their offense and their defense for the first time, and it was just beautiful to watch. And now that they've been able to do that, they're one of the they're one of very few teams in the NBA that are top six in both defensive and offensive rating. They are sixth in offensive rating, third in defensive rating, and I believe fourth in overall net rating right now in the NBA. They're third in the Western Conference. They're ten and five. I mean, for a team that once felt like the sky was falling during their four game losing streak, they're right back in the thick of things, and they are looking as Dangerous is almost any team not named Golden State in the Western Conference, especially if they're playing like this. It was just so great to see that happiness come back to this Nuggets team. The last thing I want to talk about is the Nuggets bench unit because they continually keep showing up and providing just very high-level play. The Nuggets bench unit was a complete liability last year. They were not able to sustain leads. They were definitely not able to extend leads. And it became a thing to where the Nuggets starters would get out to great starts and the bench unit would give away their lead the second they hit the floor. Now, that is just not the case. I mean, Trey Lyles tonight, 5 of 7 from the field, 14 points, 8 rebounds, 4 assists. He did have 5 turnovers, but he more than made up for his miscues by just being a hyper-efficient offensive of player and the other side of that Malik Beasley yes not very efficient 15 points on 14 shots but he was able to defend his ass off hit jumpers when they needed it get to the rim and had three rebounds and three assists for good measure it really doesn't matter if it's Jamal Murray or Monte Morris leading this bench unit but as long as Mason Plumlee Trey Lyles and Malik Beasley are able to play strong minutes this Nuggets team is going to go to a level that they have never been at before because no longer are they just a a team full of a very high level one through five starters but now the starters can come in give the Nuggets bench unit a lead and the bench not only can hold the lead but they can extend the lead I've said this phrase multiple times in this podcast but this bench unit is weaponized right now and they have been so so good and that is going to put this Nuggets team over the top when you have a unit that is this strong this cohesive and this together and they fit so well together schematically and in terms of their play style 
you're going to end up hurting teams just by having that kind of depth. And this is a team that does not have Will Barton back yet. This is a team that does not have Isaiah Thomas back yet. But they continually find ways to help this Nuggets starting unit continually get better and to continue to hold on to leads and extend leads. And I don't see that stopping any time in the future. That's really all we have from the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast tonight. Again, the Nuggets win 138-93, to a 45-point obliteration of the Atlanta Hawks. And now the Nuggets are going to head out on the road. They have the New Orleans Pelicans coming up on Sunday, I believe Sunday. And then they're going to also end up facing off against the Milwaukee Bucks after that in Milwaukee. And then they travel to Minnesota to take on the team that beat the Nuggets in Game 82 last year that pushed them out of the playoffs once again. The new-look Minnesota Timberwolves without Jimmy Butler with Robert Covington and Dario Saric on the team. It's going to be a very, very interesting three games to see if the Nuggets can take the positive momentum that they've built and to take that and continue to build on it and get important road wins against high caliber teams. The Nuggets have an opportunity to put themselves right back in the conversation among the Western Conference's elite NBA teams, and it's going to be great to see if they can pull it off. Thank you so much for listening to the Denver Nuggets Daily Podcast. Make sure you take the time to go subscribe on iTunes, go leave a review, leave a five-star review, uh, leave some comments, reach out to me on Twitter at TJMcBrideMBA for any feedback. My email is in the bio. And again, thank you guys so much for listening and sticking with us. Mile High Sports appreciates you. I appreciate you. And it's just nothing but great times that I get to interact with fans in this way. So make sure to follow Mile High Sports on Twitter at Mile High Sports. Follow me on Twitter at TJ McBride NBA. Follow the rest of the Mile High Sports staff. Jenna Garcia is Vida Viva Diva. That's V I D A V I V A D I V A on Twitter. Uh, B Skip 17 on Twitter. For Brandon Ewing and then Duvalier Johnson on Twitter to follow Dev and the whole staff is great and we're going to continue putting out great stuff all year long also if there's anybody out there who wants to sponsor this show make sure to reach out to me at my email and my Twitter or if you can remember this it's tmcbride3793 at gmail you're going to be seeing a lot more video content the podcasts are going to keep coming and the writing is going to keep coming we're just getting started we're 15 games in the Nuggets are 10 and 5 they are in top six in both offensive and defensive rating and things are getting right back on track but enjoy the rest of you guys' day thank you so much for listening and we'll talk to you again later kiddo congrats on the new house did you get your insurance yet good good hippo insurance weird name why didn't you go with the one your mother and i use outdated that's ridiculous our policy covers let's see pewter dishware rare coins fur coats well no we don't have any of that anymore but who's to say we won't no not much coverage for computers but those are just a fad 
Most home insurance policies were created in the 60s and provide too much coverage for things you don't need and not enough for things you do, like computers and appliances. Hippo is different, with four times the traditional coverage for computers and home office equipment, plus mechanical breakdown coverage. We make switching easy, and Hippo can cost up to 25% less. I hear Pewter's making a comeback. Don't find out your coverage is outdated after it's too late. Visit MyHippo.com to get a quote in just 60 seconds. Hippo is a licensed property casualty insurance agent with products underwritten by various insurance companies. Covered subject to underwriting qualifications. Savings vary. Let's consider the secret life of the innermost nesting doll. Living most of her life in the dark inside the other nesting dolls, she has plenty of time to think, if she could. Sadly, she has no brain. However... When an innermost nesting doll hears that Geico not only saves people money, but also has been providing great service for over 75 years, she thinks it's obvious you should switch. Because yes, switching to Geico is a no-brainer. Pity the innermost nesting doll and her lot in life.